Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Fernando. And I'm Randy. And sorry for the last uh, last couple, last two weeks. Yeah. Made, made a boo-boo. Yeah, it's all good though. We are recording now. It's Sunday night, coming at you hot. Coming in tomorrow for the first episode back. You know, I was, as, as we were going through the whole fact that we didn't upload the thing. Mm-hmm. Then there was a few lessons to learn there, right? For people to take take something from it. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, I go to your place and I forget the stuff. Yep. And uh, we just do we do something, which is like that thirty second clip we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes like they'll kill themselves. And for example, I've I've used to be in a place where I would have gone to your house, mm-hmm. opened my bag, and said, "Can you make this happen? Let me drive home." Drive back to your place and make the podcast work mm-hmm. for the sake of our listeners, right? Because I feel right. like I owe them that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, is it that serious? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's not. And then last week, uh, I knew that we didn't have an op- episode to upload. So I, I considered just doing an episode myself mm-hmm. or having you do one yourself and then uploading that. But again, is it that serious? Right. And yeah. so I think it's it's a lesson for a lot of people to kind of, you know, think about and say there's there's certain things in your life that you're going through right now that may require you to put some extra effort but i think in the grand scheme of things like why kill yourself over something if it's not that serious right yeah you've got to know when and where to use your energy you have a finite amount and that's why prioritization is so so important because if you don't know how to most effectively use your time you're gonna waste it did you ever feel like you were at a point where you would have done that that old version of me Hmm. No, no, I've always come at, well, but I think it's because I come at it from the perspective of not having a very conscientious background in terms of I wasn't very conscientious when I was younger. So my default is kind of like, eh, fuck it. So it wasn't a matter of like self-awareness of saying it's not that big of a deal. It was more of a, I don't give a shit. Well, it was more like, it doesn't bother me if we don't do it right now. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. even concerned about not doing it. It's like, eh, we'll, we'll get to it. I'm, it's not like, a, I'm not going to worry about it. I know we're going to get to it soon. Yeah yeah that makes sense there are other things to worry about <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense how do you um i guess for those who don't know what conscientiousness means uh-huh what does that mean uh think of it like willpower and the ability to um do try to be as productive as possible with your time and like you would feel guilty if you're spending too much free time and which is what i i'm like <laughs> now i don't like spending too much free time if i'm not doing something productive like hell this podcast started because I was like, hey, we should hang out more, but we should do something productive with our yeah. time. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of conscientiousness is like, mm, let's figure out how to spend our time, but be productive with it. Yeah, I started watching this um, the show on Netflix called The Cabin mm. with uh, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. What'd you think? I loved it. So, I watched two episodes and uh, Brandon, I was into it, but Brandon was like, not necessarily for me. Uh-huh. It's a, I feel like it's more of a guy show. Yeah, the first two episodes I really liked. The second two, I was kind of like, eh. Was it just four episodes? I think so. Okay, we yeah. went, yeah. So, we watched uh, The Emu was the second one, right? The first one. The first one. Yeah, with Tom Segura and Joey Diaz. That one I, I had me in stitches. It was so yeah. funny. And then the second one was the... Um, Bobby Lee and... Uh, oh, gosh. No, the second one was with... Um, the women uh they were throwing like axe throwing and stuff oh it was with caitlin jenner and uh nikki glazer that's the one okay that yeah. was the second one gotcha so we got halfway through that one and like okay i'll, I'll watch this later mm-hmm. but anyways um that was a show that you know to your point the guy was supposed to go for a retreat <laughs> to yeah. be able to find himself and he ends up saying you know what let me go to a retreat and do some work at the same time right we'll make this work and play mm-hmm 
what's sad is like maybe not sad but i'm like the same way yeah same. i have a really i mean we've talked about this in the past but i have a really hard time just completely unplugging mm-hmm. do you think there's any you think that's wrong no it's just part of who you yeah, are because i feel like some some articles that i read some you know gurus and experts that we were talking about offline you know they're always pushing the idea that you you have to learn how to completely unplug and enjoy yourself yeah and that's true but you also should like not use it do it too much <laughs> like everything can be a vice in excess right. even work yeah even, even work and even yeah. even play time yeah so you got to find what works for you and for me it's usually i work to the point where i <laughs> um I'm just exhausted all the time. And it's like, all right, now I need to take a little break and I'll back off for a while. Yeah. But that whole prioritization is super, super critical. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people don't know how to do that because for, for lack of a better way of saying that, like they, they don't have the the strategic brain of Mm -hmm. being able to think long-term Yeah. for them. It's like, this is the biggest thing right now. And I need to figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I try to look for the things that I do. I try to, (laughs) I have this idea of looking for two first, so it's like, all right, I want to relax, but I also want to be productive. So it's like, all right, what can I do that gets both of that? Or it's like, I want to relax, but I want to grow myself mentally. It's like, okay, well, then I'll read because that's a twofer. You get to yeah. chill and you get to learn. I call it double dipping. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to do that with my involvement with, well, not used to, I still do this, with my involvement in the organizations that I'm a part of, right? Mm-hmm. So. How do I hang out with my friends and also work on my public speaking? Oh, yeah. How do I hang out with my friends and also volunteer? How do oh, yeah. I help the community and also spend social time with my friends? Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, it's always been like that double dip. Yeah. The thing that got me in trouble, though, is trying to double dip with my relationship time uh, and, and doing this the organization stuff. Yeah. It doesn't count. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was one that I had to learn the hard way of, say, of, of me find, figuring out that you need to add, um, not everything is, is double dippable. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 You can't get a two for two for one every day. No. Makes so sense. what do you, uh, what do you work on these days? And we haven't talked in, well, we talked two weeks ago, but yeah. Uh, just been working a lot at work, which has been nice. There's a lot to do, which is good. Um, and then still reading. I'm almost done with Gulag Archipelago. I'm, Almost done with the LBJ series, his biography series. Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm working on other things. Charity stuff still going. Ooh, friends in real estate announcement coming soon, which mm, I'm excited nice. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? I feel like that's it right now. That's I'm a sure, lot, yeah. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. How is uh, the LBJ thing? Like, why why autobiographies? Uh, I don't know. I don't... Or it's not an autobiography. Or it's just a biography. biography. But... Uh, I made it a goal to read my to read more biographies. I read my first biography last year because it was a Christmas gift from a coworker, or not last year, two years ago. It was Fearless by Eric Blinn, which is about a uh, a uh, Navy SEAL uh, who was really good. And I saw Ryan Holiday sing encouraging to read more biographies. So then I read uh, Rock about Rockefeller, then Caesar and Napoleon and Churchill and uh, Robert Moses, and now LBJ. But it's been really interesting for me having not read biographies and to start reading them because you 
by learning someone that well, you learn how to learn about other people really well. Yeah. So whenever I read biographies or autobiographies or memoirs, mm-hmm. the things that I enjoy getting out out of it the most is not what they did, but how they went about doing things. Yeah. Is that something similar for you? Yeah, kind of. And just like what, what kind of personality they really had. And that's why I like Robert Caro's work so much. Cause you really get to understand the comp, the complexity of these people. Um, like LBJ specifically dude was just such a complex. Person. Is there anything in specific that jumps out? Uh, well he was a bastard one, but he was also like the hardest worker I could ever imagine like unbelievably like just you have to respect that kind of hustle that the guy had just one the rock and uh kevin hart yeah <laughs> like honestly yeah like he had his appendix was like about to rupture during one of his uh political campaigns and he just fought through it and then like even though his appendix was literally about to burst he just sweat through all of his speeches like kept shaking hands of everybody he talked to was driving over texas roads these bumpy texas roads for hundreds of miles like for weeks at a time and then during his senatorial campaign he had a kidney stone that was like too it got so painful to a point where he couldn't walk anymore and um he got hospitalized and they're like we have to you have to operate and take this out but it's going to take you out of the senate campaign he's like don't do it then don't touch it and (laughs) they were just trying to get him to pass it and they tried some experimental procedure and he ended up passing it. But like he was literally about to die. He could have died. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a heart attack and like he still was like, nope, I need to finish my work. Started working in the hospital right after he had the heart attack. It's just like, Jesus. What drove him? Um, insecurity. Just insecurity. Just wanting to be better than everybody else. Wanting to have power. Like he wanted to, you know, he his dad grew up broke and was kind of like a laughing stock towards the end of his life mm-hmm. and lbj didn't want to be remembered like that and plus just his family background i think it was a button family had a lot of ambition and the johnson family had a lot of pragmatism or might have the have it the other way around so he's just ambitious and pragmatic right yep i know like one thing that i've read a lot is some people who have who end up in positions of power like that mm-hmm. the common denominator in a lot of these people from what again some of the books that i've read is that the the feeling of not being enough yeah insecurity yeah yeah. And just them going after it and going after it. And no matter what they did, they never understood what enough meant. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that I've been trying to get a better hold of is like, what is enough in my life? Mm-hmm. Because I can go after all the things that I want, all the success that I want. Um, and there's things that I need, things that I want. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like the definition of enough both for family, the def- um, for work, for et cetera, et cetera. But like if you don't have that, you're always going to feel like you're chasing something and you just need to be better. And I completely agree that you need to be 1% better every single day. Mm-hmm. But the idea of chasing the 1% better every day for the sake of chasing happiness, to me, it's like a never ending race. Right. Don't chase, ha- don't chase success expected to be happy. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's kind of the, the unfortunate reality that a lot of people who, who do reach a lot of success like that, they end up being vicious in the wrong way mm-hmm. and they end up you know ruining a lot of people's lives on the way yeah so. yeah well, like that's kind of how lbj was <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like god like you read that book and you're like i can't believe this guy was president like this is ridiculous yeah. but yeah definitely recommend robert caro's uh, lbj series okay definitely good read so what what have you been up to lately well books wise i finished a few books last couple of weeks um the big one for me is the lives of the Stoics. Mm. So as we're talking about biographies, yeah, this was like, I want to say maybe like 10 or 15 
biographies in the life of the Stoics, mm. um, all the way from Cato all the way to uh, Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. And um, Cato, you know, one of those guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just reading reading Ryan Holiday's book about them gives you so much perspective and context as to how those people lived mm-hmm. and the things that they did and the reasons why they did it. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, getting perspective on that, it makes you realize the importance of everything we're doing these days from a day-to-day perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, listening, reading that book um, definitely gave me some more some more ideas on things that I should be doing on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. But funny enough, it all comes back to the, the principles that he talks about, right? And mm-hmm. that we talk about the journaling, the meditation, the walking, the um, focusing on the one thing that that particular day. Mm -hmm. So that was one book that I finished. Another book that I finished was um, the coaching habit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that book is focused on how to effectively coach people. And it gives you seven principal questions that you should be asking people when you start coaching them, whether that be from a uh, corporate perspective, as far as coaching your, your employees, Mm -hmm. or if you have a coaching business or consulting business, coaching those individuals. And it just kind of gives you the the science and the reasoning and the psychology on why certain questions work the way they work and the importance of using certain terminology and when to use them. Because mm-hmm. I think you, if, you, if you deploy some of these questions with the right context and the, and the wrong uh, tone, mm-hmm. you end up sounding like a complete asshole, right? And right. so understanding how to deploy those questions is very important. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good book as well. And then as far as everything else going on in the world... Um, you know, work, planning the wedding, uh, working the organization. So all in all, staying productive. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find ways to get better at not saying I'm busy mm. because I feel like that's one of those things that like busy isn't a badge of honor, right? Right. And I feel like a lot of times people feel like, okay, I'm busy. That means I'm being successful or I'm making progress. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find ways of saying that I am making progress Without saying that or without saying I'm busy. Mm. Does that make sense? Maybe we should start just telling people we're effective. Yeah. <laughs> just like, hey, how are you? I'm effective. Effective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, it, another part too that, that came to mind, um, as you're saying that, like there was a part in the book, it's like, what is it? Excited versus energized. Mm. And it wasn't a book. It was... I think it was a Kanye West and the Joe <laughs> Rogan podcast. Mm. And uh, here they're talking about like excitement is a similar feeling like like anxiety, right? Mm. And so like you feel the same chemistry in yeah. your body. And so you can be excited and um, like this new thing can be on the other side of the road. And you can mm. get excited and you can just like storm off of that thing and then the bus hits you. Right. Because you were excited about getting there. Mm-hmm. When you're energized, you're like, okay, now this is the next thing. And you're a little, you're more aware of as you cross that street, you're like, okay, I gotta look both ways. Mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I get there. And then you go on about your life, right? But like the way we use certain words, they have so much more meaning mm-hmm. because certain words, like they have different context and they have a whole different perspective of it. the idea of what those words really mean from a, I don't know, psychological or just biological level. From the, yeah. Okay. So like from the connotation of them yeah. versus like the actual denotation. Yeah. Got it. Because someone's saying, like what are the big umbrella terminologies? Like, like I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Like, are you upset or are you angry? Oh yeah. Or are you mad or whatever those so words? So it's are. like using more descriptive terms rather than just the blanket terminology. Yeah. 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 So Makes saying sense. something like I'm busy 
mm-hmm. is is a very blanket term. Or yeah. hey, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, happy is another one. Sad's another one, right? And so I think those are some of the things that I'm working on right now is trying to become a better coach and trying to become a better manager mm-hmm. is how do I, you know, equip myself with these type of terminology so that whenever I'm working with other people, I can use the right words. Right. That so, makes sense. So you can, you can definitely dig a lot deeper into people when you're able to ask the correct questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote in the book, something along the lines of, um, if stupid questions don't exist, then what are the questions that stupid people ask? Mm. <laughs> I like that. I was like, that's funny. But, but yeah, anyways, um, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm working on these days is, is trying to, this last quarter, work on that skill set on becoming a better coach and a better manager. Right on. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll catch you next week.